Business leaders today need to go beyond meetings and management. There are action steps that nearly every leader needs to know to align with their core values and get the important priorities done. Welcome to the Grow Forward Today podcast with Paul D. Casey. Whether you're just starting out as a leader in your organization or have been a seasoned professional who wants to explore new ideas and practices, this will be an enlightening and highly applicable program. And now, your host, Paul Casey. Do you want less stress and more productivity at the same time? Today on episode 40 of the Grow Forward Today podcast, you'll meet my guest, Blaine Elkers. Simply put, Blaine has proven methods to get you results in taking control of your life, and it starts with your thoughts, and accountability doesn't hurt either. Let's listen in on Blaine's success strategies for personal leadership development. Ready to grow forward? Welcome, friends. The year was 1992, and I had just walked into my boss's office, and it looked like he was buried under piles and piles of paper. Being a somewhat organized guy and his right-hand man, and wanting to be helpful, I asked him if he wanted me to take a crack at organizing his paperwork while he was on travel. He said, go for it. So I did. I put memos, remember those, in one pile, and financial reports in another pile, unreturned phone messages here, reading material there. And one discovery I made in the reading material pile was a publication called The Organized Executive, which is sort of ironic since it was buried in his piles. When he returned, and amazed, thank you very much, I asked him if I could read that publication. He said, sure, and I devoured it. Tons of tips on time management and productivity in short articles, and I experimented with so many of them. It started me on my journey to be as efficient as possible with my time in order to get my priorities done every week. Now I share them with others. And I'm always looking for another good tip, and I think we're both going to get some today. My guest today is Blaine Elkers. Here's a little bit about Blaine. He's a TEDx speaker, which I watched the other day, and leading authority in personal implementation and consistency. He is America's only chief results officer. He's a habit master with documented streaks of 1,635 days in a row and counting. I know it's way more than that because that's when he wrote this. As a top LinkedIn connector, he has over 25,000 first-level connections. Blaine graduated from Purdue University and Stanford University's Social Entrepreneurship Program. He is powered by Selffluence, a personal development and training company. He's excited to share with you ways you can take control of your life by taking control of yourself. Blaine is a new friend that I met while we were both speaking to the Arby's Area Supervisors in Pittsburgh this month. Welcome, Blaine. Paul, thank you so much for having me on. I am so excited to uh, be on the show. And, you know, most of the listeners probably haven't been able to meet you in person, but I, I did, and I was able to share the stage. And you are everything he talks about, he does in person. He showed me his schedules. He showed me his efficiencies. I got to sit in the audience and kind of glean from his wisdom. And I will say, Paul, these podcasts you're doing, this is a lot of work, putting this all together, putting it out on the internet. And I want to let you know that you are affecting lives not yet born. There's somebody like 20 years from now, 30 years from now, they're not even born yet. They're going to find these podcasts and they're going to, and you're delivering value to them. So I'm, I'm happy to be here. And I do hope today we can serve the listeners and help them uh, maybe uh, get some more results and, and, and maybe get themselves to do a few more things that they want to get themselves to do. 
Dude, you are such an encourager. And I know people move toward lifters in life. That's a great first tip for all of us to lift the people you are with, make them feel like a million bucks like Blaine just did for me. I think we're done. No, no, I, I guess we probably should. Uh, I probably should probably could continue. So I'll I'll keep floating on air while you give more value. So Blaine, you are the chief results officer, and you've also labeled yourself as a day ahead specialist. How did you narrow in on those as your titles? Yeah, yeah, I would say. Um... Well, so so for me, I had a couple of moments of dawning comprehension, uh, and, and the first one for me happened in college, which kind of led me on this path of self development. And, and maybe we'll talk a little bit more in detail about this later. But but when I was in college, kind of like your listeners, I, I think I've always been a seeker, like looking for knowledge. And I saw this little ad where you could send away for having Earl Nightingale read an abridged version of a book called Think and Grow Rich. And so I, I sent away for that, and then I bought the book, and I read the book, and it was in college that I first realized, and l- later I made a little saying, uh, which we might talk about, why table, what you think about, you bring about. Um, but I realized that my thinking really did kind of dictate where I went in life and, and what I focused on expanded. And, and so that led me on this course uh, to, to, self, to, to start self-development, and I had some success with that. And uh, I got a degree in computer science in college. Uh, after reading that book, I met my wife. We've been married 30 years, so that's good. Uh, but but, but mm-hmm. the, the, the turning point for me, kind of like when you found that magazine, was I came home from a business trip, and I'd been gone a long time on this business trip, and my son, Bo, was one year old. And uh, I, I said, you know, what's wrong with Bo? He's kind of like giving me the cold shoulder. you know. And she said, well, you were gone so long, he kind of forgot who you were. And, and like emotionally, that, that hit pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that night, I made this clarifying decision. And I said, no matter what, I, I'm going to work from home. No matter what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do whatever I have to do. So I started two businesses. And it took me a year. But a year later, I left that job. And now it's been 27 years that I've been kind of this work from home person before everybody wow. started, started working from home. Uh, but what that did is that afforded, that gave me the bandwidth to really go deep dive into results and, and how do people get results? And I wanted more results for myself. And so I started helping mastermind groups get results on a weekly basis. And they call me, hey, you're like our chief results officer. And I go, ooh, <laughs> that's good. I like that title. So I went to the patent office, US Patent and Trademark Office, and no one else had you know licensed that, that phrase or that got a service mark for that. So I got the R with the circle, the registered trademark, and I became America's kind of only chief results officer. So that's that's where where it started and from there what I realized in my own life what happened for me is I always I like to be ahead. My wife is is the same way too. Uh and, and we like to be ahead and I noticed that when I was a day ahead on everything. So like I wake up and there's nothing that I have to do. Now there might be appointments or a great podcasts like this one, but I didn't have to do anything. When I was a day ahead my life was way better. Like I was less stressed. I was I was calling, I was uh, telling people I'm looking forward to our appointment this week. Like I had all this extra time because I wasn't in kind of urgency mode. Uh, I also could be a better parent, a better spouse, a better business person. Like if somebody needed my help, I had the bandwidth to take their call or to talk to them. And so I just had so much more Uh, I got so much more out of life, you know, by being a day ahead. So that's, so I ended up kind of specializing in that and and helping people move from being like uh, a day behind where most of us, sometimes (laughs) I drift into that sometimes, right. But go from being a day behind to being caught up to, to being ahead and then to kind of finally being a day or more ahead. 
So that's a Wait. long answer. Yeah, way to go scoring the registered trademark. I think the only other place I've seen it is in one of Patrick Lencioni's books. I think, uh can't remember which one, but I think he mentioned Chief uh, Results Officer, Chief Encouraging Officer, Chief uh, Team Building Officer. He, he throws around a lot of those, the CEOs, all the roles you play, but you nailed it. <laughs> yeah, well, and people, you know, you can put the TM, you can do the trademark, just put that on any phrase you have. You don't have, yeah. you, you, you don't have to send, send anything in, but to get the R it's, it, it does cost a couple hundred bucks, but I, I think you could probably could do it on your own or you can get an attorney. They probably charge about a thousand bucks or $1,200 to do it, but it's worth it. If it's something that you're, you yeah. really want to use to build a business. Yeah, absolutely. You've worked for home for 27 years. That just blows us away because you know, in the last few years, a lot of people forced to do that for the first time in their whole career, but you've been uh, settled into that lifestyle for so long. You said it, it gave you the bandwidth. Talk more on what working at home, because some people, when they work at home, it actually is more stressful because they didn't know how to do it in, in the pandemic. And maybe even now they're still trying to figure it out. We've heard people have burned out sometimes even more working at home than in the office, but you've seen to figure it out. So tell us a little bit more, Blaine, about working at home. Yes. So working at home, you know, there's a lot more time, right? So so when I was had my job, I, I was driving to my job. I was working at my job. It, it's kind of inefficient, right? So so there's mm-hmm. some great, there's, there's more time to get stuff done. But you do have to go through, like with my family, we had to have ground rules. Like I'd get the kids all riled up. Then I go hide in my office. Like you have to have certain ground rules <laughs> for productivity, right? So it's good. You know, I very quickly defined a certain area of my home where I go to work, right? And when I come out of that area, I, I've got to turn it off. So there are, there are some traps mm-hmm. to working from home. One trap is you can work all the time. And if it wasn't for my wife, I, I probably would. But, you know, you, you have to be careful, uh, you know, and, and have some guardrails and, and, and boundaries to it. Uh, and the other the other thing is you do tend to have to be a little self-disciplined, right? Because it's so easy. Mm-hmm. I can go out and I could decide to cook a big meal. I can go out and, and you know, get, get sucked into TV, which could be news or 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 anything that's on the television, right? So so it takes a little bit of self-discipline. But for me, what worked best is, you know, having that vision of, of what I want to do and, and where I want to go. And then having that little taste of freedom is when I peel back all the layers of the onion, I like working from home because I like that freedom, right? To do what I want, when I want, with who I want. And, and I would fight for that freedom. So so there are times where, yeah, I'm, I'm working, you know, till 11 or 12 at night, uh, you know, to to make things happen. Um, the other thing that that I think for me that worked well is I picked only, I only want to work in a business that has no daily operations. Like I, I don't have to be the one to, you, nothing is relying on me, right? I'm not, you know, I'm not the critical path uh, for, for anything. So I got into, you know, helping and, and coaching people mostly through a one-to-many model or, or through events and, and, and recordings and, and books and stuff like that. So so also I think the model you choose uh, is key. But I, I, I think it's so uh, rewarding to be able to work from home, uh, but, but you do have to work. <laughs> there is work involved. Uh, so So you have to be ready for that. I think a lot of people would love to adopt the day ahead mentality, Blaine, and they would be like, yeah, I I want that, but tell me how, pretty please, so I can get in that mindset and in that flow to not be a day behind, but a day ahead. What couple tips would you give them for that? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I've got some frameworks that, that that I think work work pretty good that we could talk about. And so the company in 2009, I I founded a company called Selffluence. I often say powered by Selffluence, which is kind of the art and science of influencing yourself. Or I also like to say it's the power you already have to influence yourself. You don't need anything else. You know how to do it. You're just not doing it as good as you could do it. Uh, but but you know how to do it. And in your past. You, you, I, I can prove to you that you know how to do it. And I would say the two biggest areas that help people move from behind to caught up to a day ahead, one is in the creation of the proper habits. So, so I have a framework called 21 Second Habits, how to create habits in 21 seconds instead of 21 days. And then the other framework is something I call the 30-minute hour. So that's how to get an hour's worth of stuff done in just 30 minutes. So you're kind of compressing time, uh, you know, and so in, in that compression of time, you know, that helps you to kind of move towards towards getting uh, getting more ahead. So I don't know which one which one of those you want to dive into first, but I'm, I'm happy to dive into one or both. Yeah, let's start with that 30-minute hour. Okay, so, so the 30-minute hour, how to get an hour's worth of stuff done in just 30 minutes. Now, this is very powerful. So uh, I, I want to make sure, Paul, that this is used for good and not used for evil, right? Okay. So, so I, I, you know, let's say you and I, let's say we do four 30 minute hours in a row. So we get four hours of stuff done in just two hours. That leaves us two extra hours. Now type A, like me and you, we're just going to like work for two more hours. No, no, no. Let's say that you have two guilt-free hours that you're not allowed to work. So my question would be, you know, what would you do? So for me, uh, my kids are out of the nest. If they were still here, I'd probably do something with them. Uh, but they're out of the nest, so I might call them or check in with them. But I would—I uh, like the Peloton bike, so I might take a Peloton ride. I like hiking. Uh, I'm in the Phoenix area. Go out for a hike. I like to connect with old friends, so I might connect with old friends. And then I do working from home. I like the good old-fashioned nap, so I might take a nap. So that's me. That's my guilt-free two hours. What about you? What? How would you, if you had these two guilt-free hours, what what would you do? Yeah, I would definitely exercise uh, and I would probably also reconnect to someone I have not been with because that's the first thing that gets pushed out is the uh, outer circles of relationships. So that's where I would go. But I love the question. I love the question because if you had more time, what would you do with it? Most people are operating so far behind, they can't even entertain that question. Yeah. And, and what I want the listeners to do is save some of that and put that into this extra time that you're going to create from the 30 minute hours so that you can have just a little piece of that. Right. Because at the end, at the end of life, this, the, all the people I've studied, they never say, I wish I worked more. I wish I had more money or, or things like that. They always say, I wish I had more memorable moments with the people that I love. Now, and the, and, and the people they love is could be family, but could be coworkers, could be peers, but that's what they wanted. More stuff with those people, more, more, you know, memories with those people. So that's, that's what we want to do. So we're going to use it for good. All right. Now let's, now I said before self-fluence that you already know how to do this. So there is a day of the year. Maybe you can guess it. There's a day of the year. Some people have it more than once a year, but it's this day where people are three to 10 times more productive than their normal day. So ooh, ooh, ooh. I know three I know. to 10 times. Now, wait, that's three X to 10 X. We're just looking for two X. So what do you got? The day before vacation. 
Yes, you're exactly right. So <laughs> I want everyone to think about the day before vacation, because that day people get, you included, three to 10 times more stuff done, right? <laughs> so so you already know how to do this. And when you're thinking productivity, I want you to take 30 minute hour, day before vacation. Now I've studied the day before vacation in detail. Um, and I came up with a little acronym to kind of harness the power. And the acronym is PDF. Now, now PDF, I say, email me the PDF or go print out the PDF. So in the tech world, that stands for portable document format, which means you can print it anywhere. But people know that word PDF. And in our case, think the day before vacation, plan, delegate, focus. And so let me mm. unpack each one of those so you can figure out how to get the 30-minute hours. So planning. So what happens is the day before vacation, you like... All of a sudden, you're like the planning master. You 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 plan the day out to the minute. I got to be here. I got to do this. I got to do that. And if if you'll start to have 30 minute hours, if you'll start to plan better, right? Um. So so you want to plan the day out, and you want to plan most of the day out. You're going to get derailed. Things are going to happen. You might have to reorganize your day, but start the day with a plan. That is so key. Start the day with a plan. Typically, day before vacation, people wake up 30 to 60 minutes earlier. So when you're planning, if you decide get up 30 minutes early, now you have 30 extra minutes, right? Now, I'm not saying you have to do it every day, but but look look to that. The other two things about planning is on the day before vacation, you have a very clear vision. You're like, this stuff has to get done. I'm going to be gone, right? And so take that same you know, fierce planning there, take that and say, okay, these are the things I have to get done tomorrow, right? Um, and, and so look at it that way. The other thing is that you become an applier of the 80-20 rule. Now, I, I talk to people, everyone agrees, the 80-20 rule, yes, 80% of your results comes from 20% of the things you do. Everybody agrees it's true, uh, but people typically aren't using it. But on the day before vacation, you're like, this stuff, this is the most important stuff. Like I've got to get, the, this is the 20% that produces 80% of the results. I've got to do that. You're really good at focusing on the 20, but you're also good on ousting the 80. That's going to have to wait. That's going to have to wait. That's going to have to wait till after vacation. And so one of the things I do, one of the, this is, I'm going to give you a secret insider's tip to being a day ahead is that when I look at my day, I see all the things that, that, that are on my to-do list. I ask myself, how, any what what on this list could be pushed out till tomorrow? Just push till tomorrow. And most of the time, that stuff could be pushed to tomorrow. So what do I do? I push it to tomorrow. So that opens up my schedule for more important stuff. Now, if I just go watch Netflix or something, that's going to be bad. But it opens up my schedule for higher value stuff. And I call it proactive procrastination. And when I do that, if I push that thing out every day for three, four, five days, it wasn't that important. And that's okay. Now, sometimes the urgency level goes up because it's some uh, deadline or something's coming up, then I have to do it. But but okay, so that's planning. That's that's number one. So that's the P. The D is delegate. So uh, there's a little saying, I say, who before do. And on the day before vacation, you think who before you go do it, right? So think who before you do. Uh, and so you're asking people and you're delegating all the time, right? So 30 minute hours come for me. My wife will say, uh, I'm going to run some errands. Can I do anything for you? Oh, wow. You can go to the post office. You can go to the bank. You can do that. <laughs> you know, there's so many things. She just gave me a 30 minute hour, right? So, so look for what can you delegate? What can you get off your plate? What can you defer? Delegation and deferring. Deferring, that's that, that positive procrastination. And then where the most 30 minute hours come for me is from the the F, focus. There is this 
weird, fierce focus that you have on the day before vacation, if you could channel just a little bit of it, I have a little card uh, next to my desk and it says 30 minute hour day before vacation mode PDF. But this fierce focus, this is what gives you the most productivity. Because first of all, think about with the focus, what doesn't happen on the day before vacation? There's no chit chat at the water cooler. You know, there's no long emails. There's no shiny objects to chase. There's no long time on internet or social media or any of that stuff, right? You're on fire and you're on purpose, right? So, so there's all those don't do's. And the other interesting thing is, uh, I I, uh, I don't know if, if do, do you know what the very first James Bond movie was in 19, I think 64? I don't. I don't. It's my favorite. From a result standpoint, it is my favorite James Bond movie. And it is, yes, the famous Dr. No. So it's Dr. No. So what happens is on the day before vacation, you become Dr. No. People say, (laughs) Blaine, can you do this? Can you do that? Like, no, 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 no. And and that's a key to your 30-minute hour is saying no. The other great thing about saying no as your default response should be no is because it helps you avoid the 90-minute hour. Right, the 90 minute hours where someone asks for an hour of your time and it takes 90 minutes, right? Mm. Or they ask for 10 minutes and it takes 30 or 40, right? So so you want to be be very careful with your time and let your default answer be no. Also, your focus on the day before vacation, you stay on schedule, you use timers, right? So again, for me, I'll just, you know, just by using a timer, uh, I'll, I'll have a 30-minute hour, right? So I'll, I'll give myself uh, only a certain amount of time to get something done. Like I'll say, I'm going to check email. Well, typically when I check email, I can get lost or do internet research. So I'll, I'll tell Siri, hey, you know, get it, you know, set a timer, whether it's 15 minutes or 30 minutes. And then if that timer goes off and I still need to finish it up, I do, but it brings that back, that focus. It brings that, that fierce focus from the day before vacation. And then the last part of the focus is you become a tasking master. You are just a, it is a thing of beauty to watch somebody on the day before vacation to do single tasking, multitasking, and batch tasking. So single tasking, that's when you cut out the world and you focus in on just one thing. This is where I get the most personally, I get the most 30 minute hours is because let's say um, I write a lot of articles. Let's say I have to write an article. I can get an hour's worth of article writing done in just 30 minutes if I will do single tasking mode. What I mean by that is my phone is in airplane mode. Uh, you know, some people go as far as turning off the Wi-Fi. But anyway, I'll shut down all the windows on the computer. I'll do, I'll clear my mind of, of anything else. I'll do a little mind dump, get all the monkeys and squirrels right around there on a piece of paper. And I will go in and I will just focus on that one task all in for 30 minutes. Now, initially when I started that, I wasn't that great at it. And I had a little monkey mind and I just, I would just jot down the ideas like, oh, I forgot. I want to say this, or I want to send Paul this or whatever it was. These ideas will come to you. Just write them on a piece of paper and put them to the side and get back to the focus. Now training my focus, I'm much better at it. So, so there's that single-minded focus that actually brings for me the most, uh, the most hours. So cutting out everything, focusing on just one thing, removing all rings, dings, and bings and distractions mm-hmm. of, of any kind. The other two multitasking gets a bad rap, but it's when you could do two things at the same time without sacrificing the quality of either one. Meaning like I can drive in my car and talk on the phone. I can exercise and listen to a podcast, right? Um, so, so, so things where you, you can do them both together at, at high quality. And the last one batch tasking is where you're just batching things together, right? So if you're going to, if you have three errands to run, you don't go out and come back, go out and come back. You go out and you run all three errands. Perfect, right? The other thing is you can batch your work. 
Phone calls can be batched together. They're more efficient. Computer work. I love to batch distractions. And so how do you batch distractions is you tell people, hey, like let's say you're at work and you've got, uh, you say, I'm going to be on single tasking mode from nine to 11. At 11, I'll come out for 20 minutes. You can ask me all the questions you want and, you know, save them up, save up all the interruptions till that time. And now I have my focused, you know, distraction time. My wife and I, have a shared note in an iPhone. So we're not bugging each other all day, but we're just putting the stuff there. Uh, so that works. And so overall, there, there is the essence of the 30 minute hour is day before vacation mode, PDF, plan, delegate, focus. And the last thing that you, the thing you have that happens on this day before vacation is that you release your inner perfectionist. So do more of that. You release the energy. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to get done, right? And 80% mm -hmm. done is better than zero. So so release that inner perfectionist, bring some of that back in, uh, and uh, and you're going to find yourself, uh, you know, having those 30-minute hours, getting more stuff done, but then also having time for those things that you thought about at the beginning. Yeah, you took the... The, the hour, not only did you make a 30-minute hour, you took a podcast and you made it a 20-minute podcast Well, you did it a whole seminar. So thank you for all that value that you just uh, provided all of our listeners. That was fantastic, Blaine. Going from being a taskmaster to a tasking master and banging out all those things. I've heard it called deep work, that single tasking, uh, yes. which many, many people are, are there multitasking the wrong things instead of actually uh, turning off all that stuff, realizing that the average person cannot multitask too many things um, and to actually focus on that deep work for a block of time. So good. So yeah. good. It makes me want to go on vacation. <laughs> hey, it's interesting. Some companies will offer vaca more vacation time because they know the day before vacation and the day after is so productive, it makes up for the vacation time. Oh, that's awesome. Well, let's take a quick break. You are listening to the Grow Forward Today podcast on the Voice America Business Channel. You can contact me on LinkedIn at Paul D. Casey and my guest Blaine Elkers on LinkedIn. That's spelled B-L-A-I-N-E-O-E-L-K-E-R-S. We're going to come back after the break because he already teased us with the 21-second habit. We've always heard it takes 21 days to make a habit, right? No. First of all, there's a lot of things wrong with that and where that came from, which I read in a book once. It's like when your nose assimilates into your face after plastic surgery, which has nothing to do with habits. But Blaine is going to give us even more good stuff. So stick around. We'll be right back. If you're a manager or supervisor trying to keep your team and yourself engaged, motivated, and accomplishing goals, then you want to check out Bullseye, Paul Casey's membership community for team leaders, coming alongside you to achieve confidence and success in leading your team. Within Bullseye, there are plug-and-play forms and tools, inspirational audios to pump you up, team player videos to play in staff meetings, icebreakers for your one-to-ones, and of course, interaction with Paul and other industry team leaders to chat about how to solve the problems you are wrestling with. Paul will bring on live experts once a month to answer your questions on their expertise, and he will ping you twice a week via text to encourage you in your pursuit of your goals. Finally, there is a resource for anyone who supervises others and wants to develop their potential. 
Check out Bullseye to find out more. And subscribe today for the best rates they'll ever be at growingforwardservices.net. That's growingforwardservices.net. You're listening to the Grow Forward Today podcast. If you'd like to know more about Paul Casey or our program, please visit his website at growingforwardservices.net. Now, back to Grow Forward Today. We are back at the Grow Forward Today podcast, and we are truly growing forward with Blaine Elkers, who gave us his PDF, day before vacation mode, self-fluence tools. He's got another one for you. I noticed on one of his master classes on his website, he wants to teach new habits in 21 seconds, not 21 days. Blaine, that sounds almost too good to be true. And without stealing your thunder from the class, because I want the listeners to go to your class, what is the premise of 21 second habit making? Yeah, so so 21 second habits, you you can you can create a new habit. Now, this is not bad habit elimination. That's a whole different course, but you can create new habits in 21 seconds, not 21 days. So if they told you it takes 21 days, ah, somebody lied to you, and we will prove them wrong right here. Uh, But the first thing I wanna do is, is I want everyone to realize that the key to this is that you are already a habit master. Right. So so don't discount yourself. Like sometimes people say, oh, I'm not good at habits or, you know, Blaine, I, I, I never stick with a habit. And then I know I often say like 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 Paul. Now I can see you because we're on a, this Zoom video here, but but you have very nice teeth. So my question to you is, uh, you know, have you brushed your teeth in the last 24 hours? Let's say. Yes. Yes. Twice. Yeah. Okay. So that's <laughs> twice. All right. So, so how often like that, that habit of brushing your teeth, have you done that for a week? Have you done it for a month? Have you done it for a year? How long have you had that habit? Uh, I would say a uh, lifetime. <laughs> lifetime habit. So he has a lifetime habit that most of you have, uh, you know, that are listening to this, you brush your teeth, right? So you're, you're already a habit master. So let me tell you a story about brushing your teeth uh, that will kind of show you this framework. And I have a little framework, kind of we, we had the 30 minute hour was the PDF. This 21 second habit, that framework is L-U-L. Now, now if you're texting that, that stands for love you lots, but that's not what it's gonna stand <laughs> for here. But um, my wife, Beth, uh, unfortunately, many years ago, she used to have nearly daily migraine headaches, mm. kind of debilitating headaches. And the doctor said, Beth, you have to you have to do this track. We can't figure it out. So we need you to fill out this headache log every day. And this headache log was like, what is the barometric pressure? And what's the weather like? And what foods did you eat? What triggers, what do you think is triggering these? And all these questions. And so my wife would fill it out for a couple of days. Then she would lose it. You know, then she'd have a migraine. I'd ask her about it. And she, that, that you don't do that. Um, but, but, you know, she couldn't get this, the habit of filling that thing out. And then one night, we were both kind of sitting there. We're standing in the in the bathroom. She's brushing her teeth, and I'm like, "You you you're good at brushing your teeth." She never misses. She's a twice a day or at least. And so we said, "Okay, here and here's the first key is linking." So the first key to the 21 second habit is linking. And so what my wife did, she took the headache log, she put it underneath her toothbrush and and, uh, put a pen there. And every time she brushed her teeth, she filled out the log. Now she never lost the log because she knew where it was. She couldn't fill it out for three or four days in a row. She went 90 days in a row filling it out because where was it? It was right there where she's brushing her teeth every single day. So the key there is the first key is habit linking. So you link the new habit that you desire to an existing habit that you already have. 
Um, so that's that's the L. That's the first key. Now, to make it a little more powerful, the second key, the U, stands for urge surfing. So urge surfing is you surf some big urge that you have, this energetic urge to want to do something. You surf that urge to push you to do the habit, right? So like in my wife's case, if she said, I can't brush my teeth until I fill out the log, that gritty feeling that she wants to get rid of on her teeth, that would drive her to, to do the log. So I decided, let me test this. And so for me, I said, I want two new habits. I want to do this Bible app in the morning. And I also want to take a mind shout. Like I, like I want to spend 10 minutes washing my mind out, like I wash my body out. So I said, okay, what could I link to? What's the first thing I do every single day? Every single day, the first thing I do is I touch the smartphone. I have an iPhone. I pick up my iPhone. This is, sometimes the alarm's going off there, but but I pick up my iPhone and I look at my iPhone. Why? Because I want to see what's going on. I want to see who texted me. My son lives in Denmark. You know, he texts during the night. Uh, you know, my daughter might be texting me. What's going? Did I get any orders in? What's happening in the world and the news? I had this urge. I want to do all this stuff, right? So, but what I did is I moved all the apps off my home screen and I just put those two apps, right? The Bible app and Headspace is what I use for the mind show. And so when I open my phone, I have to do those two before I'm allowed to touch any other buttons. And man, when I see down at the bottom, I see the green message button and it says I've got five text messages from the night. I really want to see what those are, but I surf that urge. I use the energy of that urge to have me do that habit, right? To have me do that habit. So, so habit linking is one, figure out what can you link to that you're already doing. And then what kind of urge can you surf? And then the, the, the last one, so it's L-U-L, the last L stands for leverage. And leverage comes from two ways. Leverage can come uh, psychologically uh, through pain or pleasure, right? If you get a streak of like three or four days in a row, psychologically, you want to keep that streak going, right? And so because I touch my phone every day, that streak you mentioned earlier is 16, you know, 100 and whatever, uh, you know, that streak is that streak I just talked about. The fact that every day I open my phone and I do those two apps before I do anything else. Now, sometimes they don't have 10 minutes to take a 10-minute mind shower. I have to take a three-minute mind shower or one-minute mind shower, but I'm not going to miss that mind shower, no matter what, even if I have to do it, whatever, as I'm getting dressed or or whatever I'm doing, right? But so there's that leverage and the leverage can also be positive. Like you give yourself a reward. If you say, hey, if I do this new habit for a week, I'm going to do this. If I do it for a month, I'm going to do that. So, so the carrot works. Now the stick, you know, pain also works. So you could have an accountability buddy. Hey, if I don't do this, if I, if I stop doing this habit, there's some penalty for me, right? And there's all kinds of psychological ways and accountability partners and things you can do uh, to do that. But remember, it's, so it's linking, habit linking, urge surfing and leverage. Like just last week, um, we talked about next day planning, right? With the 30 minute hour. And I had this one client, she's an attorney and she's like, Blaine, I, I, I don't, I don't have a plan every day. And I said, Ann, you got to get a plan. I said, what's the first thing you do every morning? No willpower required. She said, I have a cup of coffee. I said, every single day, right? She goes, yeah. I said, you love the smell of coffee? She goes, I do. I said, here's what I want you to do. Take a pad of paper and a pen and put it by the coffee machine. And I want you to make the coffee. I want you to smell the coffee, but you can't sip the coffee until you start that plan. <laughs> and and she, she's a planner now right? She's a planner, right? Because that the, the coffee happens automatically. The urge to want to drink it happens automatically. And then she kind of surfs that urge to, you know, to get herself to start the plan. Now, sometimes the plan is just, here's the three things she needs to get done that day. And the other sure. days it's really mapped out. Like, here's, I got to be here. I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do that. So, so anyway, that is, you know how to do it. You have the ability to do it. You're already habit master. You just need to link it up 
look for the urge. And then if you want to add some leverage, you can do that too. Yeah, that is so good. And I love how you said, do it in the same place as the habit that you've been doing forever. Like, like, like sliding that piece of paper underneath the toothbrush or by the coffee cup, or it's on your phone. And that's going to help you link it together as well. That's so cool. Yeah. And that's really good. If you can set any way we call it setting the table, you know how you like set the table for yes. If there's any way to set the table, like one gentleman, he was like, Blaine, I, I want to exercise and I want to do a first thing in the morning. And I'm like, well, what do you do first thing in the morning? He says, I go to the bathroom. I said, great. Take your tennis shoes, sneakers, <laughs> whatever you call them. Put the toilet seat down and put them on there. So you have to touch those shoes yep. in order to go to the bathroom. And now his you know, his compliance with exercise is, is much higher. And if he sleeps in his workout clothes, then, the, then it even goes up even higher. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I've had clients put the three folders that they need to work on, on their desk and clear their desk of everything else, right? You're almost going to fall into those three folders because that's right. all you got. And, and the key there is you're, you're psychologically, you're dialing down the resistance, right? And that's the yes. same thing. Like if you said, I have to make these three calls tomorrow and you don't really want to make the calls, but if you get out the notes for the call and the number, and you just make it so easy that when you come in to that workspace, there, that thing is, you know, as Brian Tracy says, eat the frog first thing, if you oh, can, yeah. um, you know, but, but that's the thing, setting the table uh, is helpful. And you're just giving yourself that little nudge, that little, because in the morning, the resistance will get real high. So, so when you're not around that hard task, see how you can dial down the resistance. Now, the opposite is true for a bad habit. You want to dial up the resistance. Yes. <laughs> so, so just know that these things have, have a counterbalance. So if you're trying to get rid of a bad habit, the, the more resistance you can dial up uh, around that is also helpful. Yes. Keep the eclairs out of the refrigerator. You know, that you, know, you, you want to stop eating junk food, right? Out of sight, out of mind. Just don't buy it. Like I used to eat too much potato chips. We don't buy potato chips anymore. So I might eat them at a party or something, but but they're not mm -hmm. they're not around. You threw in a word um, when you were talking about the leverage accountability. So groups are an environment for accountability and a lot of your results programs. So what kind of power, Blaine, and growth is generated through involvement in groups? Yeah. So, so groups, even if it's just a group of two, like you and somebody else, um, the, the, the percentage of you achieving results of you doing something, um, you know, goes up probably, you know, 400 to a thousand percent when you're responsible or accountable to somebody other than you. Right. So I, I call it action accountability. If you're accountable for your actions only to yourself, very easy to fool yourself or justify it or rationalize yep. it away. Um, but when you're accountable to somebody else for your actions, you're going to give it that extra effort. You're going to, you're going to go further. You're going to, it's going to stay in your mind. We're wired. We're wired to not disappoint people, unfortunately, in some cases, but, but you're wired for results. And so having somebody else, you're, you're the, the percentage of results you're going to get goes way through the roof. The other thing is that when you're around other people, um, and there's a book, Think and Grow Rich talks about this, is that when two minds come together, a third more powerful mind is created, right? So for example, you know, Paul, if you and I were going to talk about how to, um, 
you know, uh, stop conflict in the workplace, right? So, so now Paul's an expert. So Paul might have 50 ideas on that and I might have five, but if we come together and share ideas, it's not going to be 50 plus five equals 55. We're going to be able to probably come up with a hundred or more ideas because it's not one plus one equals two. It's one plus one equals three, four, five, or six, because the, you, you kind of, um, you know, play off each other's minds and, uh, and, and you create this third more powerful mind. So accountability and groups, uh, a help in the, in the idea creation phase, uh, you know, the, the social network part of it is, uh, also helpful for people. They feel like they belong to something. Um, the other thing is in groups, you don't realize this sometimes as much, but you get to contribute, right? So sometimes the group needs you, sometimes you need the group, but sometimes the group needs you. And it's in that, there's a building of your own significance when you are, you know, sharing and helping somebody else. Uh, so there's a lot of dynamics within the group. And I would highly recommend, even if it's a group of two, but that you're involved in some type of an accountability peer group, um, you know, for your business and, and maybe for your health goals, whatever, whatever you're trying to accomplish, uh, it would be best if you were in some group. Yeah, that reminds me of best ball golf tournaments. So uh, <laughs> when I was really bad at golf, you know, you, you all hit the ball and then you take the best ball and everybody then hits the ball from there. If you're not a golfer, that's that's what best ball means. And so in my early years, uh, I didn't contribute at all. I, I just hit the ball and they all just picked up mine and walked over to theirs. But as I got better, they started using my ball, you know, and so now uh, they use my ball, you know, one fourth of the time, uh, typically uh, in a tournament. And that's what that's the principle of sometimes they use your idea. Sometimes you're able to raise the water level in that group because of of the uh, the tip that you give. So I've, I've forgotten about how good that makes you feel in a group coaching uh, scenario. Yeah. And, and what's interesting is you'll, you'll have a tip and it'll be the best tip you have and it'll be very valuable. And then someone else will say something or, or just layer something on top of that. And now all of a sudden your tip is even better, right? Like you realize yes. that the idea you shared, but someone gave a little nuance. <laughs> Typically it's from a different industry or something. And you're like, oh my gosh, that's brilliant. Why, why yeah. didn't I think of that before? You know, um, so, so you're you're going to even end up kind of bettering your best uh, there, and and new ideas come out come out of there that that make whatever you were saying even better. Yes, I'm in a mastermind group, and one of the activities we did was what would be even better than that, which is a great question. So somebody throws out an idea, and then the rest of the group says, "What would be even better than that?" And they, like you just said, they tack on even more multipliers to whatever that idea was. And uh, it, it was just a phenomenal activity. I just wrote that down <laughs> myself. So I, I am learning here. I am, I'm also a student. <laughs> yes. And you've got a ton of activities for, for your uh, groups to participate in. But one piece that you do in every group, if I'm not mistaken, is you do check-ins. You've facilitated over 20,000 check-ins in your career. What is a check-in? Why is it powerful? Yeah, so so that's actually I do twenty thousand check ins, um, you know, uh, and, and and it's um, basically uh, you know hundreds and hundreds a week now at the, at this point, uh, it, it's built up. And so what I found that works is the cadence that works is weekly. So weekly, same day, same time, same bad time, same bad channel, uh, is that weekly cadence works the best over uh, other cadences. But when you come in, there's a lot of psychology to that check-in. And so people check in with, what are your wins for the week? You want to maintain a positive focus. 
you know, so, so what are your wins for the week? And then what, what is, you know, you want to gain some clarity on like, what's the most important thing for you to do in the next week for whatever, like if you're working on your business, let's say, what's the most important thing I can work on my business, not in my business, but for to work on my business, what's that one most important thing that you want to get done in the next week? So there's some accountability for that thing. Now, I personally like to add in a reward or a leverage, leverage, another word for maybe penalty, uh, if you don't get that thing done or if you do. So if you do get it done, like I might say, if I get this done, uh, I'm going to take my wife out to a nice dinner. Now, all week long, she's like, get that thing done, get that thing done. And I kind of <laughs> pulled her into it, right? Uh, and then on the flip side, if I don't get it done, what's the penalty, right? So my wife will commonly say, uh, well, your leverage, if you don't get that done, you have to wash the garbage cans. Like she knows I don't like to wash the big garbage cans, right? Now, if she really wants me to get it done, she says, if that doesn't happen, you have to wash the neighbor's garbage cans on the side where if you touch his garbage cans, he's coming after you, right? So so that if, if I commit to that, there's no going back. Like I have to get that thing done. It will be done. Um, you know, so, so anyway, you can have some fun, um, you, you know, with that. And there's even websites. There's a website called Stick. Yes. Stick with an extra K at the end. Yes. Uh, dot com. And there you can set up an accountability partner and a referee and you can put your credit card in there. So it can be like, hey, if I don't get this done, the referee says you didn't get it done. Your credit card gets billed a hundred bucks, a thousand bucks, you know, uh, and, and, it can go to charities that you do not like. And they, they have charities <laughs> on both sides and all, all sides of all equations. Yes. Uh, you know, so, um, but, but anyway, it's, it's good to have fun and, and, and it heightens the awareness around that. And it also says how dedicated the leverage shows your, your level of dedication to that thing. Right. And I, I've had some groups where people had to pay thousand, two thousand dollars because they didn't get their thing done, you know? Um, but, but that, that is a, a group of high achievers. Uh, and mm-hmm. I have one group, my, my best group, I have a group of attorneys and this week will be 175 weeks in a row that they have checked in uh, 100% of the time. Everybody in the group, you know, it's a group of about 12, I think, but the, everyone's checked in every single time, you know, uh, for that many weeks in a row. So they, they come hunt you down if you don't check in. So they're, 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 <laughs> they're, they're, they're really, really have a lot of accountability there. Yeah. I think the, uh, I, I read the book, uh, carrots and sticks. So I'll throw that out there. And that is the the owner of stick.com wrote this book. And he talks about um, the power and giving yourself both rewards and penalties for doing your goals or not doing your goals. So there, there's a book recommend carrots and sticks out there. Well, Blaine, you uh, did a TEDx talk. So congratulations on that, first of all. And right across the stage, it says, Waiteba. These these letters that spell out Waiteba. What do those letters stand for? You threw it out earlier. They might have missed it. Uh, yeah, yeah. So my wife actually bought these metal letters that had little lights inside. That was for cool. My, my, for my <laughs> TEDx debut, which and I still have those lights. Um, but that stands for, it's an acronym. Uh, and uh, it stands for what you think about, you bring about. So, so think about it. what you think about, you bring about. So now it's not like just the law of attraction, what you think about manifests. This is what you think about, you bring about. So there's an action component that you bring this thing about. And so what the way the brain is wired, the wiring of the brain is such that you can dictate what things it's going to 
give to your conscious mind, and then you want to act on those. And that's how you can make progress towards whatever the thing is you want. There's a, it's a thing called the reticular activating system. It's in the back of the brain. It's like the executive secretary. Like right now, your body's running a, a well-oiled machine here. It's it's breathing for you, pumping blood, do, checking the pH of your blood every second. You know, it's doing all moving muscles and me, ha, helping me talk and all this stuff. But if your brain, uh, your conscious mind, had to deal with all that stuff, uh, you would be insane. It, you would go insane. So what happens is it decides based on you know what you're th- what you have been thinking about. It decides what it's going to present to you. Right. Uh, the example I like to give is um, when uh, in, in the city of Phoenix, where I live, there was some kind of conspiracy where all of a sudden these maroon colored Acura TLs just started following me all around town for about two weeks. <laughs> now that happened because my son. Bo, his very first car he bought was this Acura TL. He sent me a picture. I looked at the picture. He sent me a bunch of pictures. And then all of a sudden, I'm seeing that thing all over town. It like pulls mm-hmm. up right next right up next to me. What is going on here, right? No, the cars were always there. It was what did I decide to tune into? And because of that reticular activating system, that's what I tuned into. So you kind of end up finding, you know, what you're looking for. Now, if you look for nothing, no programming into the RAS, then you're, it's just going to be reactive and just mm-hmm. things are going to happen, uh, you know, and, and uh, things are just going to come in. If you get proactive about it, uh, and that's kind of what I share in the, in the TEDx talk, how do you get proactive about programming the RAS so that you can then um, dictate what's going to happen. And, and I remember one of the biggest things for me was I had a business and um, it was worth about $300,000, but I wanted to be a million dollar business. And uh, I had like a five-year plan and, and all this stuff. And then I, I put the principles of thinking grow rich to work. And five months later, not five years later, I had the million dollar business. And it was because, and the way that happened was acquisition. Big, big way to grow. I bought somebody's business and merged it in with mine. Uh, and so, but the way that happened was, you know, my RAS was programmed in when I heard, like I was in a room and I overheard somebody talk about wanting to, or needing to sell their business. I mean, I was just like on that and I just knew I, that's it, you know? And, and then I was just kind of all, all in on that. But that was because I spent that time, you know, reading my goal every day. And, and Thinker Roach talks about kind of programming your subconscious mind in the morning when you first wake up and at night before you go to bed, um, you know, and now Napoleon Hill, the guy who wrote that book, he'd be so happy. There's so much technology to program your RAS. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, that is so true. I remember when I was uh, I was encouraged to get a virtual assistant for the first time because I'm a solopreneur. And uh, they said, I go, do they do they exist here in town? Like, it'd be great to have an actual uh, assistant here in town, you know, a contractor. And they said, yeah, there, there's a couple of people that have that side. So the first person I started talking about it with was, I know somebody, my, my the attorney that I work with actually has one. And I think she's got some extra time. The first thing that I said, it got, got me, and of course, been through many uh, virtual assistants since then. But it is true that you just put it out there and then you just focus on that goal. And it's amazing how those answers pop up. Yeah. And it's almost like, um, you know, I don't know, a lot of people don't use radios anymore, but it's almost like 
you know, out in the universe, there's all these things, radio waves, you know, cell phone waves, internet waves, right? But but when you turn it, tune into a station that you like or you want, you know, you hear that station. And so the RAS is you kind of tuning into like, hey, I want a virtual assistant. You know, I want to grow my business. I, the things you want, you tune into that. And then the RAS is looking for those things, to, the ways to help you, right? And, uh, and, and also be careful in what you say to yourself because the RAS mm-hmm. is listening. So we, we often talk about hacking your head trash but but you got to be careful with that self-talk because that self-talk will manifest it'll find things to validate the bad things you say about you or other people or anything so so be careful it's powerful uh you know on, on both sides so good well blaine last couple questions what do you want to promote for our listeners personal leadership development and how could a listener best contact you if they wanted to follow up yeah, yeah, I'll make it real simple. Uh, the easiest way to c- get connected with me is to check out my TEDx talk. So just go to BlaineTEDx.com. So B-L-A-I-N-E-T-E-D-X.com. You can uh, see the talk there. You can opt in for the talk. You'll get a transcription um, and then we'll be connected. You'll get some articles. You'll have my email. And then if I can serve you in any way, I- I'd be happy to do so. Wow. Thank you so much for the value you added today, Blaine. And uh Keep making a difference. Hey, I appreciate that. And and I'll I'll leave you with this. The bad news. The bad news is time flies. The good news, you're the pilot. So so pilot well, my friends. So good. Well, I have some takeaways from Blaine today. And uh, probably they were for you too. That 30-minute hour, behaving as if it was the day before vacation. One of my clients canceled today because it is truly the day before vacation. And I was the thing that got bumped. I know, I'm aghast at that. But, But he had actually done Blaine's advice of PDF, plan to delegate and then to fiercely focus. We could put two Fs on that PDF. He also brought up the 21 second habit. You already are a habit master. You've just got to use the LUL formula for that. The linking to a habit you're already doing, surfing those urges by delaying gratification. And then you've got to either give yourself that reward or that penalty, pain or pleasure to nail it down. The GFT podcast is all about putting practical tips from my guests into action for your personal leadership development. And remember, if you learn something, but you don't put it into action within 72 hours, the valuable gems start to slip out of your brain gradually until they might actually lose the value to your life. If you have an event live or virtual for your team or organization that needs an inspirational speaker to give practical tools for raising the water level of your entire team, I would be honored to be considered. Let's start a conversation. I'm at growingforward at paulcasey.org. Thanks for listening to episode 40. Please spread the word about this podcast to those in your circle of influence who are hungry to grow forward in their lives. Remember, you must lead yourself well before you can lead your team well. And until next week, keep growing forward. Thank you for tuning in for this episode of Grow Forward Today. Remember to visit Paul's website for more tools that you can use at growingforwardservices.net. Join us again for another edition very soon on the Voice America Business Channel. 